0: Hey guys, welcome to Back to Boardcast, episode number 525. I'm Chris. I'm John. I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways.
1: The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week.
2: Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out
0: June 7th, 2023. And we follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, it's time for part 26 of our Great Marvel Television Retrospective, because we're going to be talking about Disney Plus and MCU's The Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: I enjoy our movie retrospectives that focuses on all movies, but mainly Marvel, just Marvel.
0: Yes, well, until we get to the Fast and the Furious ones. Yeah. Coming next.
1: That's oh, that would bad. drive me to drink more than anything else. And talking about drinking, John, what are you drinking?
2: Uh, I'm drinking from Narragansett Brewery, their lager beer. Uh, this is a very inexpensive beer. It is twelve ninety nine for the twelve pack, uh, and it is just a nice drinking beer. This is a great yard beer. This is a great like I just finished. Reglazing my windows, I'm going to have a Gansett. Um, What's fun about this is the packaging. Uh, Every summer, they bring back the retro packaging that they had in the movie Jaws. There is a Jaws package uh, with a big shark on it that came with it uh, for this year. And um, it's just a good beer. It's not a great beer. It's not a bad beer for the price point in the liquid that you get it's very good
1: nice so if i was a uh, a friend of somebody that's a big movie fan and also a beer fan this would be a good gift for them
2: it'd be a fun gift and it's like i said it's not it's not it's not bad there's nothing unpleasant about it
1: and it's not nothing <laughs> too super expensive either is it priced right
2: 12.99 for a 12 pack yeah perfect
1: Pitchy- uh they have
2: 16 ounce pounder cans six pack. I think it's 7.99. Perfect,
1: like it. Yeah. Chris, are you drinking yes. anything
0: movie themed, movie related, or uh, just beer related? I mean, it's beer related because it's a beer uh, from Pontoon Brewing. I am drinking their Rainbow Smiggles, and this is a candy sour ale. Uh, this beer is their Berliner Weiss. Uh, brewed with 300 pounds of Skittles, uh, over 100 boxes of Trix cereal, (laughs) and then two pounds per gallon of strawberries, pineapple, and vanilla. And the can of it has a well-known cartoon cereal rabbit uh, throwing up a rainbow into Mm. one of their uh, fermentation tanks. Mm. Uh, When I opened this can up, it did fizz over a lot. And I've had this once before and it tastes off from what it was at that point so I don't know if this just didn't travel well or what because I don't think it's been sitting on the shelf too long because they didn't have this last time I went to my beer store so I think maybe it's just something's off on this can because um, before I really liked this and this one's not bad it's just not a good version of what I know this beer was when I had it previously but um, It's very fruit forward. I get a lot of that pineapple and like that vanilla. Um, It's leaving like a residue on my glass. And I'm assuming that's because of all the cereal and Skittles that goes into making this beer. Uh, Again, not bad. Just I know there's something off about it. Paul, are you drinking a movie cereal adjacent beer?
1: Uh, I'm not drinking a... The, uh, cereal beer, but I am drinking something with a lot of uh, malt, which is a cereal, and uh, this is a Baby Marzen from Wayland Brewery. I This is that new brewery that I was talking about last episode. Uh, this is a, a Little Marzen. 4.2% um, alcohol by volume, and it's supposed to be a crush, but malty uh, Pilsner, uh, German Pilsner. So, nice it is uh got that nice richness that well uh, richness on the back perfect for a uh, crisp fall day <clears paint throat> or early summer morning but unfortunately it's that weather is not upon us anymore <laughs> um but yeah if I was out like doing early disc golf this might be, that's why I kind of want it you know for this early disc golf sessions um but unfortunately now it's like in the 60s, before uh, I even wake up, so it's a little rough to be drinking these, but I think it's enjoyable. I think it's uh, definitely lookish worth a shot uh, when fall rolls around. So, I'll be looking forward to this when the season is more appropriate.
0: Hmm. Well, you know what season it is appropriate for right now? Ah, harvesting from the news garden. Yeah.
1: Sorry. So uh, <laughs> just that the
0: message. It's like you could have just said that.
2: I don't know. I was I was hoping we could just go along and Paul could see if he had any stuff running. I had that really your don't whole know. your whole beer stuff, you sounded like you were
0: talking underwater. Huh. I Weird. thought it was me having connection issues, but it's okay. But yeah, we're going to head out to the news garden. Uh, we don't have a lot to discuss this week, but we did have an update to our summer movie blockbuster bracket buster because, as we said last week, The Little Mermaid has come out. And man, this mermaid's got legs because she ran to the box office. Um, one of our top earners so far actually on the bracket for this year, uh, opening weekend, $95.5 million, uh, beating... Fast X, which came out last week, which with the uh, $67 million, which I thought was going to do a lot more, and I thought Little Mermaid was going to do a lot less. Uh, Yeah, I, I absolutely <clears> thought <throat>
2: that. Uh, I also didn't even realize that Little Mermaid had come out, so...
0: <laughs> uh, but it's also getting very good reviews. People are saying this is the best of the live-action Disney remakes, which if you go listen to our summer movie blockbuster bracket buster episode, uh, everybody's kind of burnt out on these. So this might be the shot in the arm that Disney needs to get people back into the theater for these. If it's that good. It's surprising because
1: like they've all been around looking at the past numbers, the domestic box opening of boxes, domestic box office office opening for Aladdin. Was ninety one point five million, so you know a little below uh, the Little Mermaid, but you're like, oh, so it's not off at all. That's post, that's pre COVID versus post COVID. That's that's great. The Lion King did one hundred ninety one point seven million though, and you're like, oh right, people did go to the theaters back in that day. <laughs> and even Beauty and the Beast made hundred and seventy four point seven opening weekend. So. It's doesn't have the biggest, but it's not the worst either. I p- post COVID, and also yeah. if you just look at
2: the summer numbers of the other movies that come out, like it's doing really well compared to uh-huh. like the monster that used to be uh, Fast and the Furious. Like we learned that in like Bracket One. Oh, you don't bet against uh, Transformers and you don't bet against Fast and the Furious movies, because we did that 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 first year. And those were the two biggest movies. Yeah, Fast and the
0: Furious wasn't even on the the bracket.
1: Yeah, because it was opening up in uh, early or late April. So we didn't even have it on the bracket to until it like moved its uh, release date. But then again, Fast Fast 9 or F9, sorry. Opened with only 70 million dollars. So maybe I should have been a little bit more wary. Uh, what is it? Fate of the Furious. F8. Uh, it opened with. Oh no it's actually just called. Fate of the Furious. So there's no 8 in it. Uh, okay. And that opened with 98.7. So and that was pre-COVID. So you know that's. Okay so now I don't feel. as I don't feel dumb. For thinking that past. And the Furious could have beat out the live Disney live action because I'm looking at those Disney live action films and I'm like, well, what was I thinking? They're, they're right around 100 million.
0: But also then those started to have the diminishing returns because, again, after coming out of COVID, that's where we got Mulan with the hybrid release where that one did 70 million, but it had also come out on Disney Plus. Premier like access same weekend, so because that's how we watched it. We we bought it at home, like we spent the thirty dollars and got like pizza and wings delivered. Um, and then after that, a lot of them have just been direct to Disney Plus, like Peter Pan and Wendy. The <clears throat> Pinocchio one was direct to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like yeah, I didn't because <laughs> that's all stuff that I didn't see it. But that's all things that kind of you know have led to me being burnt out on a lot of this stuff i never even watched the lady and the tramp one and that was something that debuted on did that Disney get perched uh, i think that one survived i think turner and hooch fell off but that's fine um but yeah this was actually our first complete mashup though little mermaid going up against fast and the furious uh little mermaid moves on in the bracket uh We'll see what it goes up against because it'll be either Barbie, which is coming out shortly, or Evil Dead Rise, which came out and debuted with twenty four point five million. Uh, but the next movie we have that we'll be taking a look at is going to be Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, which is coming out this weekend. By the time you're hearing this, it'll already be out, everybody. Wow! <laughs> uh, and I'll have a baby. Hey, he's taking the baby to the movies.
1: Uh, Wait, what before? side dish are you having that baby with? Oh. Spare ribs,
0: carrots always carrots. <laughs> carrots. Anyways, that was it for the news. We don't have anything else, and I'm not even saying like we don't have anything else in like that kind of like elbowing way because there's something big that happened. No, there's really nothing no. else. We're recording this episode before the <laughs> previous episode released. So. That's true. Like it comes out tomorrow. Time machine. Uh, but Chris, oh. I saw you. You got up and opened a new beer. Yes, and this one is, uh, I've never had it before, but I think like this is truer to what the beer is supposed to be. Because um, this is also from Pontoon Brewing, and this is their Dark Side Smiggles. And again, it has a certain cartoon cereal rabbit uh, dressed as Emperor Palpatine. It's the Trix Rabbit, guys. So I don't need to keep saying that. Um, shooting lightning at you. And this is brewed in collaboration with RAR Brewing. Uh, and this is brewed with uh, uh, they say dark side candy uh, boysenberry black currants, raspberry, pineapple blackberry and lime puree and this is absolutely fantastic Like, it's definitely hitting all of those notes but none of them stand out but they also don't get muddied together uh, this is fantastic, this is closer to what I expected the rainbow smiggles to be um delightful and i think these are super yeah yeah only five percent abv like i i'm gonna be good for the rest of the episode because to finish it off i have like two ten percent beers so yeah <laughs> i'm off i'm off tomorrow though it's fine got that memorial day holiday mm. baby got three days nice. off this week hey yeah. that's always nice but john did you did you open up another one
2: Uh, I did. And uh, from Resurgence uh, Brewing Company, local brewery here to Buffalo, I'm drinking their summer ale. This is a blonde ale with orange zest and citrus flavors. And this is another just nice drinking beer. This doesn't super wow me, but I go, you take a sip and you're like, yeah, it's nice. A hot day. This will be perfect. Like. Uh, I jumped onto the Skype call with Paul. I had just—it's up in the '80s here in Buffalo. I just installed all the air conditioners.
0: I was hot. I was tired. And what was the temperature there today? Just out of curiosity.
2: Uh, what was it like? Eighty-four. Okay. Eighty-four. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a hot one. No breeze. No breeze either. Uh, but um. Yeah, it's just like it's the first like w- this is going to be the first really hot week. I think by the end of the week, it's going to be in the 90s. Yep. <clears throat> so I was like, got to get the air conditioner is in. Got to make sure the kid can sleep. Got to make sure the pregnant wife can sleep. Um, so, yeah, I was just like, hot as hell. Oh, yeah. That beer hit really good. Uh, I've cooled off, but I can imagine in very hot weather, this beer will hit very good, too.
1: Paul, Paul did you open your N.A. yet? or you good yeah, yeah, still? I have uh, my, uh, this N.A., and this is the Athletic Brewery Companies. This is their Good Heavens Hells. And this is uh, less than 0.5% alcohol by volume. Uh, when I t- took my first wig, I'm like, ooh, there's something <clears throat> reminiscent of, like, bug spray. it. <laughs> Great right for summer, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a very summertime beer. You know those, uh, like if you go to the, the uh, bug spray, like non-bug spray like wristbands you can get that are scented that, yeah. or that citronella candle. That's what I'm thinking of. The citronella candle. It has that kind of I, that sense memory I'm having with a uh, with this beer. With that, just on the first couple sips. Happens with me all the time with these NAs. They always seem so off when I take the first sip. Uh, and then as I get into it, it gets better. Uh, I wish there was something, I don't know what it is about every single NA beer, but man, that first sip is brutal. Sounds okay like,
0: like this no. is, this hmm? is normal. I don't want this.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe. Now that I'm, like, a third of the way in, it's, like, a very light, watery, like, uh, lager. It's, it has a little bit mm. of a lager taste to it. A little metallic on the back end. So uh,
2: it's not perfect.
1: good. It's not great. No, no. This is part of their pilot program where they just are doing experimental flavors. Uh, sell them, oh, I think, online only, or maybe if... You, you can go to their brewery, um, maybe you can pick them up there, but yeah, I only find these, the, the pilot programs online. So, and this is a hell's lager. Yeah.
2: So like hell's Loggers are Germany's response to everybody liking Czech pilsners. So it's like supposed to be a lighter crisper. Logger. Like Hell's Lagers are usually really good. They got good flavor. So what you described to me is just doesn't sound good at all.
1: It says it's made with uh, noble European hops. Expect malt to make a uh, cameo alongside floral and herbaceous aromas. And uh, yeah. uh, Bug spray. Little bug spray. Little, Little citronella. Don't know what that's about. Maybe I'm a little congested, I don't know, maybe <clears throat> allergies. Who knows? Who knows?
0: But it's It sounds like it's just not good.
1: <laughs> maybe I shouldn't <laughs> drink beer while I'm underwater. Don't,
0: don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
2: okay. but guys, we're going to be uh, picking up some books this week. And uh, Chris, what book are you looking forward to picking up in the comic book shops on June 7th? 2023.
0: Bless you. Because when you said June, you're like a June. Uh, June. Uh. So I was making making a joke. People that are listening heard it and they they're probably laughing. Oh,
1: we better we better laugh. take a
0: pause
1: so they can stop laughing <laughs> and they can listen.
0: To uh, it. This is actually a very light week for me. I only have two books coming out. Both of them are ongoing books that I've been picking up for their entire runs. Uh, So I'm going to go with the one that's actually ending shortly, and this is going to be Daredevil number 12 coming out from Marvel Comics, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Marco Cicciotto. Uh, I've really enjoyed this Daredevil run. It's ending with number 14, uh, closing the book on the Book of the Fist. Uh, I'm going to be sad to see this arc end. I'm going to be sad to see this run end because I've, really been enjoying it and daredevil will be relaunching in august of 2023 with a new number one it's being written by uh saladin ahmed who did the terror war book that we read last month (laughs) for for uh, john's monthly look back pick which i did not enjoy um so i will probably not have daredevil on my pull list again which is fine because There's a lot of other stuff that I'm adding to my pull list now. I mean, not to segue into too much, but I'm going to be buying Green Arrow now because I really enjoyed issue one. I enjoyed number two a lot. Um, I'm buying Titans now. I'm buying Shazam spoilers for whenever we pick our books for a monthly look back because one of those is going to be my pick. Um, there's also going to be the world's finest Teen Titans book that's coming out like next month. That's going to be on my pull list because it's also by Mark Wade and Dan Mora. So I I don't want to get how I used to be with comic books where I just keep adding more stuff to my pull list without like shearing off some other mm-hmm. things. So I figure like Daredevil ending is going to be. A good point for that. The other book that's coming out this week that I'm buying is going to be Poison Ivy which I've really been enjoying that but it's going to be taking a little bit of a sabbatical when all of the Night Terrors stuff starts up because every book's kind of doing Night Terrors Poison Ivy number one, Night Terrors Nightwing number one so I might use that as kind of my pruning point I guess
1: Very Poison Ivy
0: That's what I was going for um, and just Reevaluate my pull list once the Night Terror stuff wraps up because I buy more DC books than Marvel. So, but yeah, Paul, what about you? I guess you were confused. You are like, "Am I there's buying a flash book? book?
1: Well, there's a flash book coming out, and there's two things on the cover that you knew would draw me in. Uh, one, it says a celebration of Wally West. Boom. So I'm excited. And two, one of the writers that are listed in the credits is Mark Wade. So Mark Wade coming back uh, to write The Flash. Very excited about that. Uh, along with Jeff Johns, Simon Superior, Joshua Williamson, uh, uh, Jeremy Adams, and then a slew of artists uh, Mike Deodato Jr., Scott Collins uh excited about that carmen d g man gina de Mancino. i should have practiced that before <laughs> sorry about that todd knock N- um uh, yeah uh excited to see this anthology uh 48 pages only five dollars which sometimes there's a DC lot of can-
0: cool covers for this book sorry not to cut you off but looking at them i'm like oh like a lot of these covers i like and Behind-the-scenes stuff, I do all the the Instagram posts, so I'm the one that's finding the covers to put on those posts when you put, and I'm already thinking, like, man, which one do I want? I show that's, that's a good classic one, but then there's... Um, no, I, I, oh, I picked the
1: book from my list, so, you know... The I
0: Simone De, uh, Demio Paul, we've never done it that way. Well, I'm asking for it. Okay, I, I'll do the Michael Show one. Thank but there's you. some, like, solid covers here.
2: Yeah, the Otto Schmidt one is really cool, but it's a cardstock
0: variant too. So it's like five ninety nine. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, that's the one I was actually just looking at with like it's him standing still and everyone running past him. Gorgeous. Yeah, but the Michael Cho one is definitely the best one. Continue, Paul. Sorry.
1: Oh uh, no, I'm excited for this. Uh, if you do get that variant covers, uh, they can run you five ninety nine instead of the four ninety nine. So watch out for that. Uh, if you're going to buy a variant cover, make sure it's something that you really like, because I guess they're basically all cardstock variants uh, or special foil variants. OK, now I got to figure out how much a special foil variant costs. $6.99. <clears throat> Oof. And there's this platinum foil. Chris, this is the rabbit <laughs> hole you dug and I fell into.
0: Yeah. So uh, wh- you. Last week when I went to the comic book store and I picked up my copy of Titans number one. The cover that I had in my pull box, I was like, "Oh, this one's okay." Let me see what they have on the shelves. Maybe I'll just grab a cover that I like more. And the ones that I was looking at, I was like, "Oh, that one's cool." And I'm like, "It's an extra dollar. Like, I can't justify another Co- dollar." So yeah, covers are not I, worth an extra
2: dollar.
1: Uh, it's not. But what if it's cardstock, thicker, better? You don't need to. you need to board a? Uh, a uh, cardstock,
2: I, or I can would, you just
0: get away with just bagging it? I think you still want the you still want the board in there. Okay. Honestly, don't even remember what cover I got because I got the one that was the cheapest. It's the three ninety nine one. It's just like oh, it's a the, cool one. The Titans walking, but I wanted the one where it was like uh, all the Titans being like reflected in a puddle that uh, Bitewing is drinking out of. But again, like four ninety nine, I'm like that's a great cover, but. This is literally just gonna sit in my my box like I'm, I'm never gonna look at this again. But John, what book are you gonna be looking at?
2: Uh, well, there's two books that interest me this uh, this week. Um, Loki number one, which is Loki saves the Marvel Universe, which sounded a lot of fun. Uh, but the one that really is caught my attention is Peacemaker Tries hard. Uh, number two is coming out. I'm going to pick up number one and number two, um, because from what I've read, this is feels like a continuation of the TV series. If <clears throat> and some of the reviews I've seen of issue one are if you like the series, you'll love this book. If you didn't like the, t- the TV series, do not pick this book up. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to checking that out because I really did love the series. Uh, this is written by Kyle Starks and art by Steve Pugh. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking the series out. So did you read
0: Titans number one yet? Not yet. Okay. Uh, semi-spoilers, I guess. Peacemaker shows up in that one. And as soon as he pops up, I'm like, I liked this character In the TV show? Like, I don't need him in my comics, though. Well,
2: I'll let you know when I read the first one.
0: If it's worth checking out. Checking it out. You know what else I'll be checking out? Would that be a
2: dramatic reading? And now, a dramatic reading from Mouse Guard, The Owl Hen Caregiver and Other Tales, number one. Page 23, panel three. Bidden, not to mention foolish, to
0: cross the borders.
2: And that was a dramatic reading from Mouse Guard, The Owl Hen Caregiver and Other Tales,
0: number one, page twenty-three, panel three. I cleared my throat to do that, and I feel like I still need to clear it as I was doing it and after. <laughs> that was a fun <clears> one. <throat> It was a very fun book. I wish there was more Mouse Guard stuff coming out. Even if it's just like anthology books like that one. Beautiful. Amazing series. Guys, read Mouse Guard if you haven't, listener. It's fantastic. And talking about a series,
1: hey, it's time for our our TV. Uh, What is it? Great Marvel TV
0: retrospective. Yes. So it alternates back and forth when we do a movie it'll be the Marvel movie retrospective. Uh. When we do one of these, it's the television retrospective, but it's always consistent numbering because <clears throat> they flow. Um, the last one of these did was also a television retrospective because we talked about WandaVision, and now we're on to the next release that we had from the MCU with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, also released to Disney+. Plus. Uh, fun... No, well probably not fun, but this was originally supposed to have been the original yeah. Disney Plus MCU like television outing, but production had to shut down due to uh COVID where they were filming this in I don't know, it was like Budapest or wherever they were filming this, like they were basically, like, no, we gotta we have to shut down, like we can't continue filming. And at that point, Wandavision was also in production, but Wandavision had a little bit more going ahead that they were able to just like finish filming that one all on sound stages. And then boom, there you go. And I do think the production carries a lot of weight when we're talking about these two shows. Um, don't want to get too far into all that until we get into this, but yeah, basically uh, this is a sequel to Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Like this picks up on a lot of those plot threads, uh, and kind of keeps going from there with that updated take on the MCU post post blip uh, and post re- I don't reemergence whatever they called it when everybody came back from being snapped away.
1: I kind of feel. Just uh, my overall thoughts that I, I kind of wish this was the first outing still of the DC universe or Marvel, Marvel, uh, the Marvel TV universe, because WandaVision was so out there. Everything changed. Every episode was like a whole new thing. Uh, got a lot of people talking. This one, I feel like just the straightforward. Overall, yeah, so straightforward. And also, people didn't really talk about it as much. Like, this is the one that gets... And it comes right before Loki as well. So I think, you know, it it kind of struggles because it's so straightforward and it doesn't have these big tie-ins to what could possibly... How could this change the rest of the MCU? It's not going to change the rest of the MCU. It, it's not that big of a story. <clears throat> and this one is the one that has to stay super grounded...
2: And this is the one that they used. This is the one that they used to go, like, well, this is what it's like to come back from the blip. And this is the stuff they have to do. And this is this. Like, it was like the one that they felt like they had to explain stuff that was happening in the Marvel world where everyone else got to go off into crazy sandboxes and play. Um, which i think is a little bit of the disservice to this
0: series um, mm. Mm. see I, I think this is what makes it that kind of successor to Falcon and the winter soldier because it's kind of political intrigue
1: yeah uh, unfortunately the intrigue is all around something that the last time we saw dealt with the blip they just made a joke of it the whole time and that was spider-man far from home like now we're actually like oh no the blip people coming back is an actual serious thing it's not just oops hey hey they were having a basketball game and now the marching band's there and people are running into each other (laughs) haha funny now it's like people are like no we all got displaced we came back and now people are like no that was my home and now i'm just kicked out well i think think we're here for five years I think in
2: the sense of Spider-Man making a joke of it was Spider-Man had a a series that they were trying to tell. And then they also had to factor in that previous movies with the blip, but still want to tell their Spider-Man story. Um, you kind of had the same thing with like James Gunn <clears throat> wanting to do his finish his Guardians of the Galaxy. And then they killed Gamora in that and he had to have a line that kind of throws away like what happened and where they are and now do this like so i think it's like the uh, i i i don't know it, i wish this series was better i i wish i had I wish there was – I love the play between Anthony Mackie and – I can't think of his name who plays Winter Soldier. Sebastian like, Stan. Sebastian Stan. Like, I love the interplay between those guys. I needed more of that. I needed more of those two guys having those kind of interactions and less less in a ho-hum kind of way. Um. I like Anthony Mackie. I think he's a a good actor and he has a presence, but he doesn't have the same presence as Christopher Evans. And he doesn't capture that cap the same way. And especially the character that we've seen of the Falcon, who's a lot more kind of a fun is now really serious. And Bucky, who was kind of serious, trying to be like a little more goofy in this. And then I I really enjoyed the um the Walker US agent stuff. I liked kind of his fall into being the bad guy, but I wish he was more bad guy. Um
0: he he's definitely an antagonist. Um I just want to keep pulling on a thread that he had brought up, but I think you come into the series with three very different characters and they're all trying to live up to a legacy in their own way. Like, I mean, Sebastian Stan, um, his Bucky's trying to move past it. John Walker, uh, Wyatt Russell, who I forgot a lot to say about him later, um, is trying to live up to it. And then you got Anthony Mackie's Sam Wilson, who's just trying to not l- do anything. Like, he just doesn't want any part of it because he's got his own stuff that he's trying to take care of. Like, he's got a family. He's got a life he's trying to rebuild because he was someone that was snapped away and he's coming back to it. And it's his ignoring it. Is He's kind of the first one that realizes, no, like someone has to try to stand up for it. Um, I think I liked this more on rewatch more than I did on first watch. And it could be because I watched the whole series like between last night and today. So it could have mm-hmm. just been like that, not having to wait week to week. Also, I, I knew what was coming. Um, I, I liked this a lot. When after we had finished watching it today um, and we were going to go beer shopping, Yanni and I were kind of talking about it. She said she wishes this had been a movie. I liked it being a TV series, but each one of these episodes is like 55 minutes long. So I like that they have that space to stretch out the story. They get to focus on the plot. They get to focus on the characters. But then at the same time, I feel like there is too much time devoted to each one of those episodes. And there's stuff that they could have trimmed out to kind of keep it a little bit more snappy because it does kind of drag in some spots because they're heavy episodes. They're kind of dense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you got to remember too, this is one of the first things that came back during COVID filming. Like they had started it and then had to do all the the regulations and distancing with this. So I think that also kind of gives it a little bit of a somehow just visually suffers from it.
1: What I have to say is um, I think this series was interesting because a lot of times it doesn't end with a big fight scene. It ends with. Like, somebody trying to give an inspiring speech. And kind of to your point, John, Anthony Mackie is charming. He has a lot of confidence. He has a, a charisma. Like, I saw him in a, a movie uh, years ago before he was the Falcon, and I'm like, that guy, he's eight mile. No, it was um, the one with the hats at Gene Rod, or not Gene Rodberry. Um, yeah, Rod- with... Uh, Rod, Rod, uh, Ray Bradbury, um, the Something Patrol, or the um, it's a Ray Bradbury short story that was turned into a movie. Yeah, you loved it. I loved it. Loved him in it. It's great. Yeah. Matthew, uh not Matthew. Yeah, Matt, Matt, uh, Matt Damon was in it as well. Yeah, he's the lead with a uh, awesome woman. Um, she played Mary Poppins. Uh, and Mary Poppins returned. Um. She's married to Reed Richards. Yes. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt is it, you know, I and I walked out of that movie being like Anthony Mackie. So
2: good. <laughs> uh, I And I wanted to say, like, he is good, but he's not he's not as dynamic a... as Christopher Evans.
0: He does. Captain he does in those Why do you keep calling him Christopher Evans? Except, I don't know. I keep looking <laughs> at so you here staring he never, at you. They'll call me Christopher, though. You yeah, but look, me that? No, look at your I Skype name. No. It just shows up as Croy2814. It no. doesn't show me. Oh, it does. Okay, bottom corner there. Yeah. yeah.
1: But what I was saying is, yeah, he's he's very likable, very charismatic, but not. He doesn't turn that corner to be inspiring. Like I don't get that the same kind of goosebumps. Partly because of not what he has his. T-
0: yeah, he's yeah. not the same character though.
1: Great. But also, I, I'm not sure if that's on him as so much as what he's like trying to say either, because he's giving the speech to the senators at the end. And it's like, well, you guys got to meet him halfway. You got to be better. And it's like, all right, I kind of wish. That that speech was a little tighter because that goes on for a good three minutes, that diatribe, And I kind of wish that was cleaner. Because he ends up repeating himself a little bit there.
2: I, I definitely agree with Chris that. These needed some trimming. They needed a a little more editing, cleaning some stuff up here and there. And it is nice that you do get a lot out of it. But it's like I I would have liked some more of um, the. uh, I can't think of his name now, the um, Baron Simo. No, Um, the the Smiling Tiger. No, (laughs) it's my favorite. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I love these. The second the second super soldier. um, John. John Oh, Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah Bradley. Thank you. I was trying to think of the comic book title name because I couldn't think of his name either. Um, Like I could have I would have liked maybe some more from that, maybe some flashbacks or that or tie in. Tied that a little more into the thread of this show and have that as more like more of a a story and a turning point of what brings him around to be Captain America. I um, uh,
0: think no, that, that's I think that's definitely there. Like, yeah, the whole think, episode, well, not a whole episode, but just like him talking like, no, like they'll never accept you like they didn't accept me. I I stepped up. I did the work. You know what they did to me? Threw me in jail. <laughs> they experimented on me. You gotta be What's, crazy. And then he that's part of what leads him to do is like I I have to. Like, cause the people that are stepping up to do this can't be trusted.
1: And it's a little weird, uh in that I think he shows up in four different episodes, right? You know, he keeps on going back. Sam keeps going. It's because mm-hmm. I watched a bunch of them back to back. Um and he says that. If my story gets out, there will be people that will kill me the very next day because they won't be able to accept this as part of the history. They'll just kill. I'll I'll just end up dead. And then this the series wraps with him having this huge museum in this uh, exhibit in the Smithsonian uh, in the Captain America wing. And it's like and he's like thankful and crying. And I'm like, wait, I thought you were worried that people will, like, see, like, lynch up because of it. Like, is that no longer a concern because the story's so big now that it can't be erased because it's here in a museum, in the Smithsonian? Is that, is that that play there, I'm guessing?
0: Because. Yeah. Well, I think it's also, too, because at that point. Sam has already stepped into the spotlight. He's put on the stars and stripes. He made it out there. And like, there's even that moment where Carly's talking to him. was like, Oh, like you're, you're buying into this bullshit now. And he's like, no, but someone's gotta, gotta do this. And I, I really respect that. And I think at that point, having Isaiah see Sam go out there, be on camera, like, talk to people, tell them straight how it is. It's semi-empowering. You know, It
1: mm-hmm.
0: he, he gave him a voice. And I think that's what's important because that wasn't Sam just talking to, you know, senators like that was Sam talking to comic book nerds and like movie nerds, because that's all stuff that we heard when that truth comic book came out, when they announced that Sam Wilson was going to be taking over as Captain America. That was the blowback. Like, this is all still relevant today, like three years after the series came out, 60 years after like these comic books started. Like, that's still important. And I think that's why there was such a a focus on that in this ep- like final episode.
1: I wanted I more. Be- I wanted more from uh, from Isaiah. You, know. you just wanted flashbacks of his adventure?
2: A little bit like some of that stuff, like I wanted it kind of tied in more. I wanted it more throughout the whole series. Like once he learns about him having it tie in a lot more to to that. Um, and I think also like we had just read the truth right before that. So I was like, I just read the entire series. So I wanted like, yeah. and that, and then that pops in there. I was like, I, I wanted more out of that because that series is such a, such a good series. Man, that
1: was a good pick. Whoever picked that for the monthly look back. That was good. Patting myself on the back.
0: <laughs> wow. I, I honestly can remember. I know I didn't do it. but. <laughs> but uh, I think
1: the action was... I think the quality of the action scenes, the quality of the sets, the, the actual locations they use, I think it was really... It doesn't feel made for TV. This st- still is definitely a step above like what I would get on the CW for any kind of superhero show. I I think this could play as a movie if there was an edit for it, but I'm happy that it spends the time with Isaiah and does spend the time with Bucky and the um, Japanese uh, like father that, you know, doesn't know what happened to his son and you get all these speeches about you got to do the work. You know? And I like that we see what why J- John right John Walker right yeah. Is that his name can't doesn't work and could never work as Captain America because Captain America was picked Steve Rogers was picked because he was a good man and John Walker was picked because he was a good soldier and there's when in the heat of the battle. It, it, when you're making a snap decision there's a difference between what a good man will do and what a good soldier will do and uh, we see that yeah. play out
2: yeah I think I think so I think that's a good a good way to look at it
0: yeah even when he's at his trial and they're like stripping him of his rank and the title of Captain America he's like no you made me I'm I'm doing what you told me to do and that's part of what was that break for him. And then even later when he makes his own shield, like he has his medals bolted on the inside of it. Like he's still hiding behind who he is as a soldier, not who he is as a person. You don't see that until the very end when he has the choice to go after Carly or try to like help people and save that, uh, that truck that that's fine. And he's like, okay, I can, I can be a hero.
1: I can as as,
2: be a hero,
1: baby. As soon as Val gives him a suit and a uniform again, he's like, yes, I'm back. Mm-hmm. You know, he he needs the uniform. He needs not, not just, you know, the cap Mary, or U.S. agent uniform, but the medals. You know, he's hiding behind the medals. He's hiding before, behind his uniform. So,
0: yeah.
1: um, I did like baron zemo coming back i'm not in love what they do with sharon carter
0: no that was something that i had issues with and i didn't like it the first time i watched it and even going into like this rewatch mm-hmm. no know, like knowing it's coming up that she's been like this person that's like forced into hiding but then become like this power broker and like this shadow merchant that doesn't feel right for that character. Like, I can get her feeling slighted and mm-hmm. put off. Like, yeah, everybody else had their own way back. I didn't. I'm not an Avenger. Like, mm-hmm. and she was great in, like, uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like that character.
2: Well, even in Civil War.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: The thing is, I think. Her story arc and the Scarlet Witch's story arc are very similar where they're both questioning, well, why do some people get to be labeled as a hero and other people are labeled as a villain? Mm-hmm. Why why do the hero, the quote unquote heroes get to break the rules and not face consequences where <laughs> I do? Sam, yeah, you went on the run. I'm still on the run. Uh, Dr. Strange, you. Did all this stuff, and you, you you broke the time rules and all this other stuff, and you're a hero. And I know, just we, want my I fine. just want
2: my kids back.
1: I broke I, I just broke want the my kids back. She broke the rules accidentally with uh West uh West Gator Westview Westview. Uh, she didn't even realize she did it, and then when she was she was labeled as a villain, and she tried to uh, fix things, but. Just uh, didn't love it. Didn't love it.
2: It felt like a weird turn for that character.
0: Yeah, I still think it's a
1: weird turn for Scarlet Witch.
0: So yeah, <laughs> I buy it more for Wanda than Sharon Carter, though. Right. Like Especially actually, uh,
1: since she get does get back. And she's so over all the BS, you know, the the quote unquote, what she thinks is BS. She's going to sell state secrets while she's with the CIA. Like, she's like, I'm in. She gives a call. She's ready to. She's
0: keeping her power broker. Yeah. Persona. Yeah, I don't. That's the whole reason she came back. Like, that's. Mm -hmm. there there wasn't an altruistic reason for her to come back besides like help them out so she can get that pardon that she was promised and then leverage that into something else. I do wish I had done something powerful as
1: a power broker though. She could have leveraged a way for her to come back with, you know, Hey, you know, Hey, I, I, I'm breaking up this crime syndicate, you know, feed a lower, you know, one for the people that were buying, for power in magic feed them to the united states you know claim the bust for yourself and then say yeah i was working undercover this whole time and ba ba ba. uh yeah
2: i yeah i you would feel like she would have been able to do it unless this mm-hmm. is an undercover she's under deep undercover but who knows what
0: this is you know, I think it was just a way for them to try to bring the character back in and have her on the inside, and have it like make sense. But again, they I think they did a disservice to her because they could have played the same game with her as they're doing with everyone else. I mean, let's not forget her aunt is the original like Peggy mm-hmm. Carter. Like, there's a legacy there that Sharon also has to try to live up to, whether it's publicized or not. Like she knows. You know, like the rest of the Avengers know who uh, who her aunt is. Like, I think there's more interesting places that they could have gone with her instead of just making her generic baddie. Because having her as the power broker really doesn't do anything. Like, you could have done all that stuff without her coming out evil on the other side. So and have those beats still kind of be the same. But hey, at least you got Batroc the Leaper back. I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. I and mean, he's still around.
1: Because we never see... Do we see him get arrested? I don't think he, he's definitely no, not he one of the
0: power people. That he have. gets left behind in the building when Sam goes to go after the helicopter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So he could have made an escape.
1: And then he comes back and does the fire, the pellet, the uh, smoke grenades. That's right,
0: yeah, he, yeah, he the fires off the, the smoke grenades. That's true.
1: But, um, you know, the, if you get caught in a snow, smoke grenade, the best thing you can do is exit the area immediately and then flush your system with uh, plenty of fluids, much like we're doing right now. Right, guys? John. Yeah. You, yeah. What fluids uh, so, are you flushing
2: your system? with? <laughs> uh, I am drinking from New Belgium Brewery, their Voodoo Ranger Danger Beach IPA, 7.2 percent, and... This beer is very kind of juicy and like it has kind of that malt character to behind it. It kind of is like Fruit Loops, the IPA, which as soon as I took a sip, I was like, oh, I'm kind of in Chris's world over here with the Trix beer. This is like a Fruit Loops beer. Nice. Um, Very dangerous at 7.2, like. I'm halfway through this just because I keep kind of taking these big gulps, but it has this really nice malty fruitiness that definitely tastes cereal esque, and then uh, you know it's a Magnum Pi Voodoo Ranger on it. So. Uh, Ma- Ma- Magnum Pi.
0: Yeah, he's got the
2: uh, he's got the Ferrari with the Hawaiian shirt. He's got the ball cap on.
0: So I'm getting a glare. I have a Miami vice oh beer next, uh, cause this is also from pontoon brewing and this is their Miami vice smiggles. Again, we have the tricks rabbit on a boat with what looks to be spike. The, the gremlin from gremlins, okay. uh, in his, his stunner shades. Uh, and this also is brewed with candy. Uh, this one also, uh, is a collaboration, uh, This is them with Zool Beer Company, who I had something from previously when they teamed up with Tactical Brewing. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, But this one is strawberry, pineapple and coconut puree uh, with a healthy amount of tropical candy, they say. And when I poured it out, it looks just like coconut milk in a glass. Like it's a very viscous, like pinkish white cloudy beer and like it's a very rocky head like it almost looks like a butter beer head because it's like very like thick foamy like almost marshmallow fluff uh, and you, it smells like strawberries and coconut
2: when you hold it up i was like is that like a super pale orange new england and then i thought you're holding it up because it looks like your mug is just full of foam
0: it's, like you can't yeah, tell the color. It's dense, like it's mm-hmm. very pinky, but still like it's like uh like pearlescent in a way. Uh, but this is delicious. I really like this one a lot. A lot of good lingering, like fruity coconut on the back. Only five percent ABV. Um, Pontoon Brewing, like your Smiggle's line, fantastic. I'm sorry. The Rainbow Smingles, like the base version of this beer, wasn't what it should have been. But uh, Dark Side and Miami Vice, Mwah. love it. Great candy beers, L- love them. Paul, did you have another one?
1: I'm drinking something on the opposite end of a uh, candy beer, and this is the uh, Athletic Brewery in collaboration with the Ironman tri- Triathlon. This is their personal record. IPA with mango and turmeric, because uh, turmeric oh, is supposed to, be, interesting. Uh, supposed to be having healing properties. I don't get much turmeric flavor. I, all I know about turmeric is it's in mustard. I don't know what turmeric tastes like, like offhand. Uh, I do get a little bit of I mango. I want to say it's
0: like s- spicy almost, almost like, um. I'm probably wrong with this, but I want to say it's almost like a paprika. Okay. Don't know, though. Not 100%. I know I have some. I just don't ever have recipes that call for it, so can't yeah, tell you. It's,
2: yeah, it's it's definitely less spicy than paprika, but, yeah, it's, like, that in that kind of mustardy spice kind of... Oh, know. it's part of the ginger
0: family. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, this does have the tropical kind of flavor to it. This is probably the best of the... Um, Athletic breweries that I've had over the past two weeks. Um, this might this is not part of the, their pilot uh, series, pilot program. So this might be available uh, wherever you can find Athletic Brewery. So uh, I would give this if you're looking for a non-alcoholic IPA, you could give this one a shot. It's not gonna it's not a big juice bomb, but at least it's got that you know tropical notes to it. Um, it's only and it does have the calorie information. Seventy uh, calories per can with a hundred or uh, with uh, it, fourteen grams of uh, carbohydrate. Does it have the IBUs though? That's what we're really interested in. Uh, it has ingredients: water, malted barley, hops, mango, wheat, turmeric, yeast. Hmm. So yeah,
0: but yeah. So closing thoughts on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, well you said you had a lot to talk about uh, oh that's right Uh, Wyatt Wyatt Russell as John Walker aka Captain America aka uh, US agent at the end of this Um, I really dug him in this show and I'm hoping we get to see a lot more of him in the upcoming Thunderbolts uh, because he plays just the well-meaning antagonist so well and I hate that people were sending him death threats for just doing a good job. Um, Mm -hmm. Wyatt Russell, of course, being Kurt Russell's son, which fantastic. Like, love that. Um, But yeah, if you disliked him, you should be sending him kudos and applause. Like, don't send the guy death threats because you don't like his character. Like, that means he's doing his job well. And you you see him just go through it and start to have that break. Uh, we didn't even talk about it. Um, when the, uh, the Dora Milaje show up, and there's just like that moment where they're talking to everybody in that hotel room where uh, Zemo escapes, and they just take him apart, and there's just that moment at the end, like the fight, where he's just like, they weren't even super soldiers. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Not just because they showed up and they're badasses, but, like, you you hate this guy from the get-go because he's trying to be something that you know he's not. And you definitely have these two other people, Bucky and Sam, you'd love to see either one of them in that Captain America role more. And I understand that's why people were hating on John Walker's character. Because yes, there are more deserving people. But there is just that joy in seeing him fail and get taken apart. Like, just so easily on the Dora Milaji's part. Yeah, it's...
2: It's hard to pull off a character that you hate, but you should love that guy that's playing that character that you hate. Like, those people always are doing the hardest job of playing somebody just... being <clears throat> Like, and he's not even playing anyone... Nasty.
0: No, (laughs) he's just playing. Well-meaning soldier. Like
2: (laughs) yeah, and he's he's constantly trying to be like, hey, let's work together. Hey, guys, come on, let's try to get this. And then you slowly see this character break, and a lot of it is when he takes this the super serum that really pushes him over the edge on that. But he is so well-meaning. But you aren't supposed to like him at all. Like Mm. nothing about him is you're supposed to like him. He's supposed to be just like, again, like just not Chris Evans. Like not your Captain America.
0: I'm sorry. You mean Christopher Evans? Christopher Evans. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Got clear for a
2: second. Uh, (laughs) Ah. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought he did a great job playing that character. And even when you see him, when he kills, kills that person with a shield, like he's great in that scene. Like, uh, he's in the, that world war two, it's almost like a castle Wolfenstein movie, um, overlord. Mm. And he plays a army soldier in that. And he's great. I watched that movie and I was like, man, this guy's great. And then I look it up and I'm like. Hey, it's, it's Kurt Russell's son. That's amazing. Like he's, he's just really good in that. And um, yeah, it's it's tough, it's awful to hear that he was getting death sh- threats for playing a character that's not supposed to be Captain America.
1: You know. Yeah. I really liked uh, the the Flag Smasher, uh, K- uh, Kylie. Um what was it? Morgan you, what's what is his name? What was her name? I don't um
2: I don't uh, know now. flag smasher. Carly uh,
1: Montehenhu. Carly Carly Morgenthal. Morgenthal. Uh played by what's who's Aaron? Was
2: it Aaron Kelleman. Uh and you liked her Paul because you just watched Willow. Yeah, she was
1: really good in that, and she's like twenty, like twenty-five or something like that. And she she's also off... in uh,
0: Rogue One. Like, she's definitely mm-hmm. someone that has been in a bunch of Disney stuff now, so you can probably expect to see solo. her in. Oh, she was, was in it solo? Okay, she's she's the leader of the uh, the Rebel Sect. Yeah, yeah. and Fist Nest. Yeah, she's uh, just
1: born in
2: ninety-eight.
1: So like 25 this makes, this makes me feel so old. She's in star Wars, the Marvel cinematic universe of Willow. She's doing it all. Uh, English actress. And I think she pulled off a very, you know, you, you get while say why Sam is being like hey, angry chair Why Sam's like, no, there, there has to be a peaceful way. Like she's, there's a reason why, um, she's doing it. She didn't, and up until she blows up the uh, one building, you're kind of like, okay,
0: come on, we. I it's not, think she's th- not bad. I think they've done the the villains that you can kind of empathize with better than the flag smashers. Like it seemed like they just needed a way to make super soldiers be the villains in this. And I don't even I know what their point was like one world, one people like they want to get rid of the borders and go back to how it was. Mm-hmm. How, how, like what, what do you want it to be? It was all very murky.
1: Well, they didn't want to be moved from place to place again and again. And you know, their, their shelters. They were supposed to get aid and everything, and then they weren't getting aid. And then they're being told that they were going to be relocated. And hmm.
0: so, oh my gosh. Uh, so, not to keep it going, uh, my beer store had Angry Chairs Rocky Road. <laughs> it's a imperial stout with walnuts, cocoa, and marshmallows, and it was thirteen forty nine for this one can. And I think it's absolutely worth it. It tastes like you just had, like, a pint of Rocky Road ice cream that melted, and now you're drinking it. It's amazing. This is a big release for Angry Chair Brewing. Every time they do it, like, it's a limited time thing. I'm surprised they actually had it in available at my beer store. And holy cow, it's just so rich. so good. Uh, but, yes, uh, get, getting back into uh, Falcon Winter Soldier to wrap up. I think it's interesting that pretty much all of the characters that are focused on in this outside of Contessa, Valentina, Allegra, de Fontaine, uh, they haven't appeared in anything else. Like we know they're going to be popping up in captain America for new world order or Thunderbolts, mm-hmm. but this isn't a situation like, okay, we have WandaVision, And then a year later we get Dr. Strange multiverse of Madness. like, we're already two years out from the release of Falcon and winter soldier. And none of these characters have popped up in anything else besides the Dora Milaje in black Panther, Wakanda forever. Like we don't know what any of these other characters have been up to. And I think that's kind of a disservice, especially because they are well-loved fan favorite characters. I mean, my, my big takeaway from this is I Really do enjoy Sam Wilson. I like Bucky Barnes, and I would like more of them. Even uh, Homeboy uh, Joaquin Torres, who's going to be the new Falcon. What's What's he up to? He's got those wings. Is he, he going to be appearing <clears throat> in anything else? Like, who knows? Like, they definitely like, swept him on, under the carpet. Like, yeah. And I if think he, if he did pop up in anything, people would be like, "Who's that?" Because they don't ever really focus on him at all.
1: Much like that one kid that just randomly showed up at Tony Stark's funeral. And you're like, who's he? (laughs) And then they were like, oh, it's the kid from Iron Man 3, except he grew up.
0: Except it's been like four years, so now he's an adult. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Coming out of this, I'm still generally positive about it. Six episodes, each one of them almost an hour long. I think it's a big contrast to WandaVision's like 20 minute episodes. Like, I feel like when watching WandaVision, I know they were sticking to that kind of sitcom like trope. A lot of those episodes, I wish I had a little bit more in there to like lead into the next one. Really enjoyed that show. I really enjoyed this one. I just wish it was a little bit shorter to keep it a little bit tighter. But generally positive. Like I think this is still great, and I think whatever the budget was for each episode definitely shows on screen. Like it's a good looking show, and besides some kind of janky CGI in spots, mostly to do with uh, the Falcon flying stuff. Because there's points where it's just like like very rubbery and it on. The, the show looks amazing.
2: And his final suit, I mean, it is right out of the comic book. Mm-hmm.
0: Can I just say the only thing I don't like about it is his like, ears coming out the side. I don't know why it <laughs> bothers me, but it's like they it could have just like had it like be like covered by like either like that white fabric or just have like a like a plate over it. I don't know. just something about like visible ears on superhero. Yeah. Especially like, if you're
2: like, flying around.
0: It just weirds me out. I don't know. Uh,
2: I think the one thing, too, is like the head. I know comic accurate, but the uh, headpiece needed to be separate from the body piece, because anytime he turned his head, there was like a big loose thing of fabric on the side.
0: Yeah, that, the fabric kind of like buckles yeah. out.
2: Which I was like, oh, that should have been two separate pieces. Why didn't when they were building that suit be like, look to the left? Uh, Got to fix that.
1: <laughs> like not,
0: not enough time yeah i don't well he wasn't like, in wakanda when they made it so that's that's yeah. why
2: that's I, a I good looking suit though like oh it looks great i mean it like i said it's okay. comic accurate like you look at it and you're like oh yeah it's just like the comic book
1: i like captain america he he's mostly blue <laughs> like his colors blue so this being like a lot of white kind of like i'm like well, that's not captain america and like there's scenes where you see Falcon with the shield like in shadow and it's just the silhouette. And I'm like, yeah, that's not a very Captain America silhouette either because there's no helmet there. It's and then he kind of got the even if the wings aren't out, there's like this weird shoulder that, you know, in the silhouette, you know, it pops up over the shoulder. I kind of wish the new suit kind of. You know. Gave him more of the Captain America silhouette. Maybe give him an actual helmet. Give him... Like, hide
0: the shield, the wings a little bit more. I don't know. I I the like shield. the wings. And especially, like, how he integrates them into his
1: yeah, combat
0: fighting style. style. Like, it's very athletic. It's very, like, aerobic. Even, like, the points where he... he like, he digs the wings in at one point mm-hmm. into the ground to, like, brace himself, like, on the bridge. For like, the helicopter's coming down. I... I love all of
1: that. I don't know. I don't s- mind the wings. I just wish them in the them. silhouette they weren't prominent. I I want it I want that heroic oh when you're seeing the lineup of characters. Oh, that guy in all, almost all blue, that silhouette with that oh, that's Captain America, you know? I you think know? because right now still still lo- they would have the wings like, out though with the shield. He, he looks like Falcon and Captain America just hit, tossed him his shield you know even with the because the color scheme i know is white and blue but it's still not white captain america either he's his own I'm man playing. though he's his own and that's what yeah. the whole
0: show is about paul he's but also
2: captain. i mean like and again to contract to the that's what the suit looked like in the comic books, like when they redesigned it for Falcon to be Sam Wilson to be Captain America. That's what the suit looks like. And I yeah. think that's because yeah. Falcon like it in a comic either. <laughs> Falcons like Falcon suit in the comic books when he was just the Falcon was more of a white suit. And right. Yeah. And so i think it's just an accentuate okay that suit becoming captain America, i don't know but where does this fall on your list paul and that's what's that's what yeah tough
0: uh,
1: I, i'm sp- i'm like splitting cares here because i'm like uh it's either going to be number 17
0: or number four uh 14 so I, just to uh, put it into perspective our Bring last that- entry wandavision uh i put that at my number 10 spot Paul has WandaVision as his number 17, and then John, you had WandaVision as your number 11. So the question I'm asking myself is, how do I feel about this compared to WandaVision? Because I have to go from there, if it goes over it or under it. And I really like them both, but I like them both for very different reasons. It's a good
1: thing John tossed it to me, so that way you can think about those reasons. Because Chris, you're always concerned about who's tossing it to who. I know, you gotta, So, so if yeah, I just put it on the spot, I'm never ready for it. Uh, so it, it right there, between 14 and 17, I have Ant-Man, Iron Man 3, Ant Man and the Wasp on Division. I, I don't I can't put it at 13 because that's where I have Black Panther. And it's definitely not better than Black Panther. Um, but it's I could see it being better than all of those. I mean, also, you would
0: probably like it more than a Spider-Man movie because you notoriously hate Spider-Man movies.
1: Yeah, Spider-Man: Far From Home. I'm, it's like whatever. It's,
0: it's, yeah.
1: It, the, the, uh, the comedic bits of them being with the Blip doesn't fit into the rest of the cinematic universe. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna put it. You know what? Let's just do it. Let's put it at, let's put it at 14, above Ant-Man, below Black Panther, right there. All those are very like cusp lying like a one one hundredth of a point either way would sh- shift that list for me. So that's that's how I'm feeling. Gian, do you think we should give Chris more time? Uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm ready though. Um, if you're ready, then go ahead.
2: Uh, I'm gonna put it at number twenty one wow and 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 here's my thing is like like you said like it's it's not better than black panther and like the only movies at the bottom that i'm like i never really need to see these again are thor the dark world incredible hulk iron man and dr strange like dr strange is good but i've seen it a couple times i don't need to see it again But I would definitely say that Black Panther is better than this. And really, once you get into the low or the high teens, those are all movies that I do enjoy watching and like. Like, they're just not as good as the other. So it's really the bottom. The bottom two are really the movies that it's like, I absolutely do not ever need to watch these movies again. Then you have Iron Man 2, which Iron Man 2 is still kinda of fun. It's still got a lot of cool stuff. But it's got its own problems. Doctor Strange is kinda mm, it's a good setup story. It's a good movie, but I don't need to see it again. Falcon and Winter Soldier, I liked it. I liked a lot about it, but it is my least favorite of the Marvel shows that we've gotten. Okay, and a black panther i think is good i like thor captain america i was actually surprised to see captain america so low because first avenger i really did enjoy that this time round when we watched it for this but then you're like you i Iron Man. hated it when it first came out yes i did <laughs> but once thought i got green lantern was better i did Hmm. um but like as those movies go up, I'm like, yeah, that's good. I, I'll watch that. I like that. I like it better. I, you know, it keeps going up that way. That um, yeah, it's, it's. I feel bad putting Falcon and Winter Soldier so low. But the things that it is below are still things that I like to watch, and I probably would watch those again before I ever feel like I need to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier again. And that's kind of like how I either what I love it. And how would I watch it again is kind of how that feeling. If you put the DVD of both of them in front of me, what am I going to take? Well, I'd watch. Black Panther, Mm -hmm. I'd watch. You know, Iron Man, I'd watch Captain America, First Avenger, I'd watch Age of Ultron, I'd watch all of those before. Watching this again, but also those are it's big episodes you yeah, know, that's, they're they're hour long episodes. So it's also like it's a lot.
0: It's a, it's a six get. hour movie, pretty much. And yeah. for me, I'm trying to look at it as a whole. And from that, like, OK, which which of these would I watch? Like you said, you put them in front of me. Am I going to watch this or this? And I had to watch this over two days because it's it's a lot to get through. And I guess that's a good problem because. It's really good content, but also it's a lot of content. Um, my big sticking point was, do I like this or WandaVision more? And I think WandaVision at that 20 something minutes per episode, it's light, it's breezy. It leaves you wanting more. And I think that's really good. And I think that did a great job of moving the story forward. We don't know where this is going to be winding up yet. Two years later, like we, we, st- still don't know and looking at my list after WandaVision to basically the point you guys were making there's other stuff on here that I would probably watch before it because I have after WandaVision I have Spider-Man Homecoming Captain Marvel Ant-Man and the Wasp Guardians Volume 2 Black Panther Ant-Man Iron Man 2 and Iron Man and then number 19 I have Captain America I'm not a big fan of that movie I think I would still wind up putting Falcon and winter soldier over that. So now it's just, does it unseat Iron Man or does it fall after Iron Man? And I think for me, this is going to be my number 19 right behind Iron Man before Captain America because yeah, it definitely built off of Captain America. And I think it, it deserves to be a little bit over it. Yeah.
1: Yes, all I know is you guys kept Captain America way too low on your list. That's that's what I'm coming to realize here.
0: It's, it's a good movie. I mean, I still have it over Thor, Iron Man 3, Doctor Strange, and Thor of the Dark, Thor, and Incredible Hulk. Like,
1: Man, and again, I hated Thor the Dark, Thor. That was the, the
0: worst. The thing is, I still think all of these movies are pretty decent. Even Incredible Hulk, which I have on the bottom of my list, isn't a bad movie. I just don't think it's a great movie and there's much better things to watch. Um, no losers here. Like Again, we're 26 parts into this because, again, don't forget, one of them was the one-shots, which we didn't actually put on our list. But going back through, I don't hate any of this stuff.
1: I think it's worth a rewatch. Um I think it's enjoyable enough. If that's why listeners came to listen to this episode, to to figure that out. Um I think the acting's good. I think the set pieces are great, uh great enough. I yeah, uh, just the, my summary is that I wish that Sam had better more
0: inspiring speeches to give. He's he's an every man. Like and that's what I like about him. Like Most of this show is him on a boat, like, arguing with his sister about how they're going to pay bills. Like, you put that guy in front of senators and TV cameras, I buy him being like, you guys got to get your shit together. Like, he's not going to deliver an inspiring speech. It's a, why are we still doing this, guys? Uh, That's what I like about him. I don't know. Do you guys like us? I hope so. (laughs)
1: <laughs> definitely I would definitely suggest coming back next week and re-listening to our all our episodes. Go ahead and download them all. Do it all listen to all our
0: episodes again and again and again. It'd be great. What are we even talking about next week? Oh, it's our monthly look back for 2023. And look for that in two weeks. <laughs> Unless you just don't want anything to do with the baby. Yeah. I, I mean I'm I'm assuming As soon as you get that baby home, it's just going to be sleeping and sitting there anyway. So you can read some comics. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what's going
2: to go on. But thank you, everyone, for listening. (laughs)